Hello, this is Robert Rickover. I'm an Alexander Technique teacher in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, also teach in Toronto and mostly these days online. My guest today is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware, um, who also teaches, I think, pretty much exclusively online as well these days. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to do a, a little experiment where I'm going to uh, talk Imogen through a process that I've been using um, a lot lately with um, my, my online students. And, uh, and then we'll talk about it. It'll be a very short little video, won't be terribly long, and hopefully it'll be useful. So Imogen, welcome. Um, thank you. Um, always interested to be here. I have no idea well, what you're going to surprise me with. So. I, I appreciate your open-mindedness and your spirit of adventure. <laughs> so we're going to start uh, with you doing um, using walking as a context for exploring this process, and then we'll go to sitting and uh, explore it in a slightly different context. So if you could set things up so you can walk around that nice studio space you got mm -hmm. there. Um, Me too. Good. So, yeah, um, so just, yeah well, uh, here's what I'd like you to do. Um, if you would maybe even stand back as far as you can in the room so we have a, as long a walkway as we can get. <laughs> and what I'd like you to do is walk uh, in a moment, walk towards the camera and then turn around and walk back. And uh, at the um, first part of the walk, uh, just walk without any Alexander thought or direction. But when you get about halfway across the room, could you just make a decision that you're going to use half as much effort to walk? Okay. So you start with a regular walk. Good. And then turn around and walk a little bit and cut it back, cut the effort back another 50%. Yeah and turn around and maybe cut it back another 50%. Let's see what happens. Okay, let's let's pause there and maybe have a seat. So, what did you notice when you did those cutbacks? Um well, definitely the first time seemed it, it, it was I experienced quite a dramatic difference mm -hmm. and um, I could use a lot of kind of um, classic Alexander kind of descriptions that people say when they have a lesson that you know it suddenly felt lighter I felt mm -hmm. a little bit maybe <laughs> taller less burdened as I was mm -hmm. walking along mm -hmm. and I would say that kind of continued with each time but each time there was much there wasn't as much distinction the right. first time was the most. And the last time was, I couldn't really tell if I got 
Right. And that that is a pretty common experience. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. want to talk about it, about what I think is going on. But I'd like to just take it in a couple of other applications before we do that. So we have prearranged. The one thing you do know is you're going to be using this book that you have on your desk very appropriate, all four <laughs> of Alexander's books in one volume. I bet most people seeing this will never have heard of that. Um, it's a pretty heavy book, right? It's got some heft to it. Yeah, okay. it's got the thin, dense pages. <laughs> right. So what would happen if, so let's just explore if you would just pick up the book, lift it off the desk a bit, and then put it down again with no particular Alexander intention. And now repeat that action with half the effort. You just tell yourself, I'm only using half as much effort to lift it and put it back down. And then cut the, cut the effort by half again. So yeah, good. So that, and then put it back down. So that second cut started to really affect your ability to lift it, right? Or you could still lift it, but it looked like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I noticed myself doing was I had to think also about how I was lifting it. I didn't just grip it. It's like to use left effort, I put my hands kind of under it so I didn't have to. Oh, that just came know, about. Kind of there were mechanical things as well as the quality of what mm -hmm, I was doing mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that changed. Um, right, right. Because I kind of thought if I use 50% um, less effort and pick it up like this, I'm not going to be able to pick it up. Something else had to change. <laughs> Something else had to change in the how, in the how I was you, you did going the lifting. to do it. Yeah. Okay, so that's our second experiment. And I want to do one more, and okay. I like to emphasize this one in particular, is truly an experiment. Different students have very different experiences with it. So you're sitting there talking to me, right? I am, yeah. You're sitting <laughs> and occasionally speaking, and you're listening. Uh, what, ha what would happen, and the only way to find out is for you to try this, if you said to yourself, I I'm using half as much effort to be here right now. Now, it looked to me like your breathing expanded a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, that was pretty, yeah. I think, pretty obvious. Yeah. And again, you could do it again. You say, well, half again. It looked like there was a little something, and you could keep going. At some point, you're probably not going to notice much. At or, some point, I might lie down on the floor. Well, maybe <laughs> you might decide to lie I'm down. Just yeah. yeah. Well, so, but, but let's just, even just taking that first uh, example, you're sitting there. I imagine in your mind, you weren't doing much of anything other than just sitting there. Just sitting here, you know, there's some Alexander in my background, so right. I'm not all hunched yeah. over or scrunched up. I didn't, but it was quite apparent that I was doing more than I needed once that. you gave me the instruction to use half as much effort. 
So. Right. And that was true in all three of the experiments, mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, he, here's here's my take on that, why I think that's a pretty effective uh, thing to experiment for anybody, not just someone that has lots of Alexander experience like we do, but really anybody. Oh, yeah. Um, to just have that play with that idea, whatever I'm doing now, how, what would happen if I dialed it back by some large number, 50%, and then I did it again and did it again. And what often happens is the first three or four dialbacks, if it's, let's say it's walking, mm -hmm. um, it takes quite a while for the dialing back to actually make walking itself get slower or um, almost not possible. Mm -hmm. You know, the first few cutbacks, the walking typically gets easier and lighter and there's mm -hmm. no nothing uh, sacrificed. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's about or one of the ways we can use this experiment or this exploration is to discover where that edge is between how little I need to do and when it's too little for what I want to be doing. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There will come a point when if you keep dialing back, the, the, the activity, yeah, <laughs> the activity just isn't going to happen. But sometimes especially for people who are carrying a lot of tension in their bodies that might be multiple multiple cutbacks now just to clarify for someone listening to this when i when i say cut it back 50 percent i mean who knows how much you cut it back yeah. i mean that's that's but certainly you had a clear intention that you were going to i had a sense that i wanted to use Half as much significantly yeah, less, yeah. yeah and whether it's 50 percent or 75 we don't know but clearly uh something significant happened in all three cases and and my take on it is um if you if you tell yourself i want to do this activity that i habitually do in a certain way with half the effort then you're uh, all the lower level systems in your body, starting with the back part of your brain and nervous system and something. That's, a, that's something that comes from here. I mean, that's mm -hmm. prefrontal cortex, the commander in chief says, half the energy. The rest of the body, the rest of the nervous system is essentially something tasked with, well, okay, how do I do that? And how do I do that in the best way? And the best way would probably be get rid of all the stuff that's not helpful first. Mm -hmm. And once that's all gotten rid of, then if, you, if, if, if the owner keeps saying mm -hmm. cut back, then maybe the activity itself will be somewhat compromised. Mm -hmm. But yeah. for most yeah. people, one or two or three cutbacks can happen without any change really in the effectiveness of the action actually makes it more effective, effective. Mm -hmm. with less effort and to me this how this fits in with some other stuff we've talked about in previous 
um, interview, previous videos is we're dealing with this interface between intention and activity, thought and movement. Mm -hmm. And um, we've talked a lot earlier about a kind of a version of inhibition, which is an Alexander term, a uh, bit of jargon meaning uh, not doing what you don't want to do, Base that's oversimplified, mm -hmm. but not doing the things that get in the way or mm -hmm. some versions of inhibition are i just don't do anything and just see what happens but this is more you might say inhibition light like <laughs> um this is not really total inhibition but if you're saying i cut back 50 percent, you're achieving the kind you're inhibiting of thing. to use the jargon term you're inhibiting <laughs> approximately 50% however you're, you're inhibiting some of the patterns or, or the excess tension that you don't want to be in your walking or picking up a book or sitting here at the computer yeah, yeah. It, exactly and and what you're cutting back at least initially is going to be pretty much exclusively stuff that either gets in the way or has no use mm -hmm. yeah so that's the that's it um i think yeah what i, I found, like it i'm gonna play with this more yeah. i used to use this uh a bit years ago and i sort of got out of uh, out of it and i came back to it uh fairly recently and everyone i've explored this with all the students new and some new and some older you know i've been coming for lessons mm -hmm. for a while it it's an it's for all of them it's an easy thing to do and it's pretty clear what the effects are for example uh if you happen to have been wearing hard sole shoes when you were walking on the wooden floor my guess is if you'd been paying attention to the sound your feet made it would have been a lot softer after mm -hmm. maybe the second third cutback maybe even probably right away after the first mm -hmm. cutback which and as long as you were still moving across the room getting where you were going to go with less noise that'd be a pretty clear indication that you were putting less pressure on yourself and on the floor yeah, yeah. a great tip for anyone who wants to be able to walk stealthily around the house. well to me yeah yeah absolutely if you if you, to if you want to creep phrase, up on someone, I hate to use, use the Alexander technique. <laughs> well, I hate to use this phrase for someone who ha happens to have the certain uh, love of a certain animal. But if you were a cat burglar, uh, this would be the way to go. But it would also be the way to go for anyone who just does ordinary things and would like to do them more easily with less yeah. strain. I mean, really, any I think anybody could use this. I'm just, I don't know why the example, because like you say, it can be used for anything, but I'm just thinking about pushing a cart around the supermarket. Sure. And I, and I can just imagining myself do it, kind of know that I probably use more effort than is needed. So that could be a cool place to try it out. Or you know where, where I think um, I, I just um, 
sort of volunteered to do. We've just moved into a new house. For those of you familiar with my background image, it's changed fairly dramatically. And I perhaps mistakenly volunteered to do the vacuuming upstairs. You know, vacuuming, it, it carries with it a certain um, uh, stimulus to do more than you really need to do. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, we need to help the vacuum to suck up the dirt and we can yeah, kind of put that and, into and the pushing our, of it and yeah. all of that. So but really all we need to, as long as we're moving it along, it can do the work, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't need a lot of effort on your part. So I invite anyone who's watching this to, to explore it and leave, leave um, comments on your experience. Uh, either on Facebook where it will be published or on YouTube where, well, where it will be initially published. And as I say, I think this, this is sort of a, could be kind of an entryway into some bigger Alexander ideas um, that anybody, anybody could use. Yeah, it seems like it's a bit easy thing to pretty, try out. Pretty open source, yourself. really. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so thank much you. for this. Um, thank you. Yeah, uh, my guest uh, has been Imogen Ragone, an Alexander teacher in Wilmington. Uh, I'm an Alexander teacher in Omaha, and I will put a link to Imogen's website by the interview and a link to a, a site that will enable you to learn more about the Alexander technique and find a teacher anywhere in the world. All right. So I guess that's it. I'm gonna thank you. Thank you.